0: We're talking about work-life balance.
1: Yeah, we are, and it's going to be great. But before we get there, we're going to do our Parenting in real Life moment, and this is a good one. Is it? Well, it's a bad one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, Alexis has this workout band. It's like a stretchy band, but you hook it to the wall. And when it was in our room, the kids liked to play with it. They kind of, like for them, it's like a bungee rope, (laughs) so they like bounce on it pretty good but sometimes it slips out of their hands and it zips back to the wall and leaves dents in the wall
1: yeah not holes just like some dents and so now that we we moved it down to the basement but so we've patched up the holes in in our room It it wasn't too bad it wasn't crazy but we knew that that's happened and so i took it downstairs and nathan and jack wanted to use it again and i said okay guys do you remember upstairs how you guys chunked up my wall You cannot do that down here. So you cannot let go of the thing. And if this happens, you are never using this again.
0: (laughs) So (laughs) the other morning I was working and Nathan comes upstairs and is trying to get... Our kids stink at tape. I think all kids stink at tape. (laughs) But they think more tape is better tape. And so they get like foot-long pieces of tape and they really only need like an inch. So I heard him getting the tape and getting long pieces. So... He had this piece of paper that said hi on it, and he's like, I want to hang this on the wall. I was like, okay. So I showed him how to roll tape, and it was a great father-son bonding moment. (laughs) And then we went down the next morning, and this hi sign was on the wall next to Alexis' exercise equipment.
1: And so we lifted the paper, and there are two massive holes in the wall. Like, through the drywall. Not just dents. Like, this is a legit a hole and I'm like, are you serious?
0: <laughs> I don't even know how they did that.
1: I don't know either. I was like, I don't Nathan, think the
0: handles heavy enough.
1: That's what I thought. I'm like Nathan, did you like slam into the wall? Like it looked like an elbow went through the wall or something. And he insisted that he didn't, that he didn't touch the wall, but that it was the handles or something. But I I don't know how that even happened. He doesn't seem to know how it happened either. But there is like a hole in the wall now. Yep. In our brand new basement, it's fine. It's fine. No big deal. He's like, it's fine. You can just patch it. I'm like, Nathan, I can patch dents, but these are like holes. This is going to be challenging to fix. (laughs) So anyway, I will put that on Instagram. You can see his lovely little high paper and the holes because it's still down there. (laughs) Because really knowing with how busy our lives are, this hole will not get covered until like three months from now.
0: (laughs) At best.
1: So this month's sponsor is KiwiCo. Now, this is, I feel like this is a pretty popular product. So you may have seen this before, but we have a link in our show notes that you can get 50% off your first month of a KiwiCo subscription. And we got a subscription for Nathan for his birthday, and we got him six months of them. And he loved it. Him and his sister spent tons of time putting together the different things inside, and then They make something, and so he uses it throughout the month. And our subscription just ended, and he was like, can I get more? That was so fun. So he
0: loves it. Yeah, they're really great. I feel like all kids are builders at heart. Like, they want to be tinkering. They want to be building stuff and putting stuff together, and and these just, like, really let the kids do it. And we don't have to be involved, which I've loved. They have boxes for all ages, and we got a box that he's at the bottom of the age group, and he still does it really well. So... Really, really fun kits. Definitely scratch the science and engineering muscles. So, highly recommend it. And fifty percent off isn't bad. So, use the link in our show notes.
1: We thought this would be a great idea for summer coming up. As kids get bored, give them something to do and be able to play with throughout the month.
0: Yep. And now for our hot mess hot minute. So, as we said before, we are talking about work-life balance specifically for a couple with kids. How do you balance all the stuff? And so we've got a couple tips of how you can manage your time as a couple and how you can prioritize things. And so we hope we have some helpful tips for you and your significant other in order to make sure both of you are being fulfilled in all of the ways.
1: So to start off, I thought we could just kind of give you an idea of what we're involved in. So kind of what our life looks like, just the things that we're doing. So you can start, Alan.
0: So I work full time for cricket and I have a pretty demanding job. It's 45 hours a week for sure of like sit down at a computer at the office doing things. But in addition to that, there's, you know, the emails and, and messages in all the off hours, which I try and avoid and mostly can avoid, but there's some of that. I'm also involved at church and so I have a calling called an elders quorum president so I am the leader of the men's group at our church and that's fairly busy I spend one or two nights a week plus basically all day Sunday doing things for that yeah
1: so I am a stay-at-home mom but I work from home just like eight to ten hours a week
0: in addition to podcasting
1: Yes, and I also do most of the stuff for the podcast. All the social media, the editing, and all that stuff I do for the podcast. The research. The research. And then I'm also the PTA secretary at my kids' school. And so that takes time. We have meetings, and I make the newsletter every month and all that fun stuff. And then at church, I am a teacher for the girls, the young women in our congregation. And so I have an activity with them. Every Tuesday, and then I only teach once a month, so that part's pretty easy. Yep. And then, if you've been listening to our podcast for a while, you know that we have five children. The oldest is 11, and the youngest is four, all numbers in between. They are getting older and more involved. We like them to do a sport, some sort of moving activity. And then we also like them to get involved in music, at age eight. So Nathan is eight now, but we're going to start him hopefully in the fall. So it's just can and Chloe are doing music lessons right now, but everybody is involved in some sort of extracurricular activity as well. So some have one, some have two. It is a lot. It is a lot. And when you have five kids and everyone's involved in two things, that's 10 things that you're <laughs> running around to. And so. You have to
0: drop them off and pick them up.
1: Yes. So it is a lot of running around after school And I try to line things up as best as I can, but you can't always control when practices are and stuff like that because, or games and things. So sometimes things overlap and things can get a bit crazy. So we're trying to figure out how to do that between the two of us.
0: And I don't feel like we're the kind of people that like take pride in that. I feel like some people wear that like a badge of honor, like I'm so busy and I'm running kids around. I'm like, ugh, that's the worst. I do not think that's great. We do it because we think it's important. But we kind of cap it, too, right? Both financially and time-wise, we feel like you get to do your two things, if that, and that's all you get.
1: I mean, we don't do competitive sports that take up, like, we don't, are are involved in like tournaments and stuff like that, mostly because we have five kids and because it's so much money. And we just don't feel like that is going to fit into our lives. And our kids haven't loved something so much that they want to be really serious about it. I don't know if that will change as they get older, but as of right now, nobody loves something a lot and just wants to spend all their time doing it.
0: So the point of that is not to say, wow, they're so impressive. (laughs) Look at them. (laughs) Even though we certainly are. (laughs) The point is there's plenty going on and we do have to coordinate things. So I think the key to work-life balance is figuring out what that balance is. And for us, it's been a moving target. I remember us going into parenthood, Alexis was just going to be a stay-at-home mom. And, you know, she kind of took a low-key job out of college because we knew we were trying to get pregnant. or We already were pregnant.
1: I had miscarried right before I graduated from college, so we had already started trying to start our family. And I have a degree in elementary education, so I knew I didn't want to start teaching because we were trying to have a baby. And so I just got, like, a secretary job because we figured – I would get pregnant again soon, which I did, and then become a stay-at-home mom. That was the plan, and that's what I did.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I remember—I don't know exactly when, but it couldn't have been two months after our first was born. Alexis is like, "I need something to do." Yeah, she was going crazy,
1: <laughs> going from like school and work and just doing all the things and being busy all the time to being home all day with a baby was just kind of shocking. I didn't realize the adjustment and transition that that would take. And I realized I needed more than just being at home. And so I started, that's when I started like my blog and stuff like that was when Cammie was, yeah, I was just a few months old. I always knew I wanted to be at home. So I was trying to do like side hustles and stuff while being at home, which back then. This was before Instagram was a thing. It was hard to do online jobs. I think times have changed. I think it's a little bit easier to find things, be remote and work from home and stuff. But back then it was a little more tricky.
0: It was super tricky because we did look a little bit. Yeah. But to find something with flexibility in terms of location and time, Mm -hmm. she's found several things throughout the 12 years or whatever. Yeah. But it's been on and off and often not great.
1: Yeah. Not super fulfilling. Well, I didn't get paid very well. And so I just kind of kept bouncing around. Then I'd have more babies. And so I'd quit and, you know, do the baby thing for a little bit while. Cause that takes so much time. And then I'd be ready to go back and work again and I'd go find something else, you know? So it's just been on and off a lot over the last 11 years.
0: And the point is not just that the work has been on and off, but kind of Alexis's need for work has been fluctuating. Yeah. At first it was just like, I just want something to do when Cammy's asleep. And then it was, you know, I really want to do something that I feel like I'm growing and improving. And so the kinds of things you've wanted to do and the amount of time that you've wanted to put in it have changed as depending on how young the youngest kid is and where we're at in our life. Mm -hmm. So the point of that is when you're trying to find a balance, it often is a balance where it's like a lot of compensating, right? You're trying to figure out what is the right balance for you. And I don't think this is just women or just the secondary income earner, right? Like my income's always been primary for us, but I think it's true for me too. If Alexis was our primary income earner, I think we would have to like work hard to get her home. She's just such a hard worker. And that is, that's not my way. Like I work so that I can rest. And so I like to work hard and then like to be done with work. Alexis is not that way. She likes to work hard so she can work hard on something else so that she has more time to work hard. And so I think everybody has to find a balance. Both members of the partnership need to figure that out. And so it, it has been a balance both with me and with her. And I think the one like lesson to take away from that is one that it's changing, but two that you get to pick your priorities. You can choose do we care more about money? Do we care more about time with our kids or quality of time with our kids? or whatever? And we're not saying any of this like I wouldn't say any of those is better or more righteous, or more loving, or more whatever. I think there are people doing it every way, and all of them are raising successful kids. And there's probably examples of people doing it every way, you know, being bad parents. And and that's not the point. The point is, you can find a balance, and to some degree, you can invest in what is the most important to you. So a woman that I work with, she got married a little bit older, and had her first baby, when she was further on in her career. So she was already a VP at our company. And and for her, having both was really important. She wanted to have kids. She didn't want to not have kids because she was successful in, in business. But she also wanted to keep working. And so she's found a balance where she has a nanny, and she pays for somebody to watch her kid during the day. And her husband has a more flexible job, so they're able to balance that. And the point is, you can make different arrangements work. If you are willing to pay for somebody to do some of the stuff that's not as important to you, for us, that means cleaning. We have somebody come into our house and clean twice a month. I wish it was 24 times a month, and so we're (laughs) working towards that. But for now, it's just twice a month, and that is great, right? Alexis has so much to do, she doesn't have time to do that. And so she's spending a big chunk of the money she's making right now on Having somebody clean, but that's a, that's a valuable trade-off. Like that's a trade-off we would make every time because it allows her to do something that's really fulfilling for something that's not fulfilling at all or not very fulfilling is cleaning, fulfilling to you.
1: I like the results of cleaning. (laughs) I don't like the process of cleaning.
0: (laughs) I heard if you whistle while you work.
1: It's I would usually listen to podcasts while I <laughs> clean, which was nice. And that has helped lowered my podcast consumption, not cleaning anymore. <laughs> right? It's sad. It's sad. I we don't sad. encourage
0: that. Listen to more podcasts. More podcasts. Clean Especially more. Like this one. <laughs> Anything else you'd say about finding a balance?
1: And now for a quick break. It brings parenting to life. We want a mom who's listening to see herself and her kids in these stories and rest in the confidence that she is the perfect mom for her kids. Check out the I'm on podcast with new episodes every Monday. I do think it is just always kind of like figuring out how your life is going at that moment and knowing that things can and will change. You know, and just kind of adjusting as you go, as our kids have gotten older, as we've had more kids, as my desires have changed, like going from wanting to be a stay-at-home mom all the time to wanting to be more involved to maybe even having a career, you know, and stuff. And I, and I think that's okay, that things are just going to change as you as you change, because that's, that's part of life, right, is mm-hmm. learning and growing and, and improving, and sometimes that means your situation is going to change. And so I think just know that it's it's a flexible thing,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to give you some public accountability, Alexis right now is looking into a master's program.
1: Yeah. I so
0: that, that's another thing that maybe that's the next thing for her to kind of have a more traditional career.
1: Yeah. As I've been doing like work from home stuff, I'm like, I think I need, I need to be around people. It's hard to work from home by yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, Alan's here, but like, I mean the <laughs> I, we're not working together, I guess, is the thing. We're in the same home, but we're doing separate things. I really love the collaboration. You know, and that doesn't happen when with you're, somebody
0: that's not your spouse. No,
1: I love collaborating with, with Alan. We just do it for the podcast. I'm not collaborating with him for work. And so for work, it's just me by myself. Yep. And I don't love that. And so I think I would like to be, I think I need to probably get a job where I'm going somewhere and can work with people.
0: Right. Where you rely on each other to get stuff done.
1: And I think we'll talk about this more, but I think communication is huge. And I feel like I haven't always been great at this. at just expressing what I need from Alan or what I'm looking for or how I'm feeling about things. I think for me as the stay-at-home mom, I feel a lot of guilt towards wanting to do other things or asking him to do more, you know, and stuff where he has the full-time job and I don't. And so hopefully you can get to a point in your relationship where you can talk to your spouse about those things and figure it out together. Otherwise, you just kind of hold it in and... Wish things were different and nothing changes.
0: Yep. So that leads nicely into our next point, which is how to plan and have those conversations. So Alexis on her desk right now has two or three notebooks (laughs) and three or four calendars.
1: And sticky notes.
0: (laughs) And sticky notes galore. She is a physical note taker, calendar planner person, but... We got too busy. I don't know. Why did we switch to digital? I've been telling Alexis to do digital for as many years as digital has existed.
1: I do. I do think we just had so many activities going on that a paper planner wasn't cutting it anymore. I was getting overwhelmed by my planner, and there just wasn't enough space. <laughs>
0: yeah, she, and, she had tried like so many different planners. Oh, to, I switch like,
1: every year because I just can't seem to find the one that really just fits me. Mm-hmm. I even created my own. And then it didn't work either.
0: Probably 40 hours, 50, 60, 80 hours <laughs> designing and trying to get the pagination right on this planner.
1: It is so hard to print a planner right on your own, just so you know. Respect. But I just couldn't find something that was fitting what I needed for our family. And so I was like, okay, let's just try Google Calendar. And I do feel like that has been the best thing for us.
0: And one of the other pieces of that is you can't have your physical calendar with you always. And I don't ever have her physical calendar with me. And so when I was trying to decide when I could go in the office or when I could help out with whatever, you know, when anybody would ask anything of my time, I would just guess and assume that I was available. And I often wasn't because Alexis had something. So I wasn't able to support her because I didn't know what she or the kids were doing. And I'm still learning. But now I can pull open my phone and see what everybody's doing for the most part.
1: I think that's part of the evolving process, too. Because, right, I used to just, I was like, I was always home, so it wasn't a big deal. We didn't have kids with soccer games or anything like that. And so if Alan wanted to plan something, we were usually always free. But now our schedules are involved with more people and more things going on that oftentimes we aren't free. And so having this digital option allowed Alan to see that so that he can take care of the things that he needs to
0: it's been critical. I, however, I don't think it's enough to just have it. We also start every week, Sunday night or Monday morning while we're going to bed or getting ready. We talk through the week. And it's not long, and it literally is while we're doing something else because who has time to like, do that? But we talk through it. And Alexis asked me, what days are you in the office? And I say, what days are kids' events? And who am I taking to what? And so we talk through all of those points of intersection. We talk through those every week.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's Huge. Sometimes it's not long enough. Like we should probably do a monthly thing where we go out longer, but at least we're catching stuff before it happens, which creates a lot of friction when that has happened. When we miss stuff, it's like, uh, I was planning on you cooking that day, or I was planning on you taking that kid to that thing, or you can't go into the office that day. Cause I have a, whatever. So that at least lets us catch it a day or five in advance.
1: Yeah. So that way we can rearrange and adjust as we need to. But yeah, usually we do a week at a time. And that seems to be working pretty well. Better. Better than it was. So we are fans of that. And I know there's a lot of like apps and I don't know, other things too. We just have found that a Google calendar seems to fit well for us. Yep.
0: So the other piece of this is having conversations. Yeah. Not just about like schedule, but about who does what.
1: Yeah. And that's something else that I feel like is also changing sometimes, you know, as kids get older and as our things that we're doing change and stuff too. Because I used to do pretty much all the housework, except for like on Saturdays, everybody would clean together, but I would do all the meals and all the laundry and all that stuff. And I haven't been able to be on top of it because of all the things going on. And so I've asked for more help. And like I mentioned before, like I feel guilty asking for more help because I feel like I need to be in charge of that just from my own ways that I was raised and my biases and stuff like that. Like, I feel like that's my responsibility, which isn't necessarily true, but having those conversations, like I can't always be doing this, you know, I need your help and scheduling out like when you can help with laundry or when you can help cook or something like that. I think is super important.
0: I think that is important. This is still like, this is hot off the press. We just had a tough conversation last week where I'm, Maybe not doing as good as I thought, taking some of those things. And a couple things I think we're like in the process of learning is one, sometimes it's not just a straight trade off, right? If you both want to be very involved or very busy, or, you know, usually that means like a job, it might mean you have to have somebody else not in the partnership do some of the stuff, right? Because if Alexis wants to, have a full-time job. We also have a kid. So we either have to get somebody in daycare or have, you know, like if you have a neighbor or a really nice parent or somebody, somebody that can do that thing for you, right? You either need to pay somebody or beg somebody to do that (laughs) thing for you. Cause sometimes neither of you are going to be able to do it and have the balance that you need. So that's been hard because a lot of times Alexis will be like, well, I do this, but I'd like you to do this. And I feel like, well, crap, I can't do that and be good at my job. And so sometimes the answer is neither of you, right? And that usually comes with other consequences like money, right? You're going to need to pay somebody to do those things, but that's totally okay, right? It might be totally worth it for you to pay somebody to do that. That that can make sense. Even if it doesn't make perfect financial sense, that can make sense from a mental well-being or, or personal development or fulfillment perspective, right? Sometimes it's okay to pay somebody to do the things that aren't important to you. I think the other thing is, I feel like I'm a decent dad. Like, I'm not afraid of my kids. I can, <laughs> I can play with my kids and take care of my kids. Alexis just went to New York for a week almost, and and I was fine, right? Alexis told me before she left, I'm actually more nervous about leaving you with the kids than I am about leaving him with, like, either of our parents.
1: Not that I felt like he was going to do a bad job at all. I just know that things like that stress Alan out a lot. <laughs> and so I felt bad that I was going to cause all this stress for him.
0: <laughs> and I feel bad that I feel stressed, right? Like, I don't want to feel stressed by my own kids, but I feel stressed by my own kids. <laughs> and I feel bad that she has to worry about that. And so... I will say, like, I don't, I don't know what the point of that is. Besides saying, like, you know, as men, as a gender, try and help out and be more well-rounded as uh, companionships. I think it's a learning experience for us too, right? It's going to take Alexis some training and some practice to get her career started, and it takes some practice for me to have all the kids by myself. However, it went great smashingly. I even took all the kids to church by myself, which is like the gauntlet of parenthood. <laughs> and I actually had them both to myself two weeks in a row. Cause Alexis was home with a sick kid yesterday. So two weeks in a row, I had all the kids at church. So bring it on.
1: And you said it went great, right?
0: That both weeks it's gone really great. So,
1: and that is nice that our kids are getting older and are able to handle themselves a little bit better too. And so I think that is part of this, process of us. Our lives are changing and me wanting to be able to do other things because we don't have babies. We don't have toddlers. We have kids that need us a lot, but we also have older kids that are starting to do things. And I just feel like I have a little bit more freedom than I used to have and not so much demand on me and my time. So our last point that we wanted to make was just make sure that you have those daily family routines in place when you're trying to help with that work-life balance. Because Then you know what to expect. Your kids know what to expect. And if it's already in the routine, it's going to happen or it's more likely to happen. If you're trying to think of something every day, then it's probably going to be much harder to get it to happen. Just for example, like every morning at eight o'clock before school, we do scripture study. Are we perfect on that? Absolutely not. Sometimes we miss. Sometimes things happen. Sometimes kids need to get to school early for choir practice or whatever. But that's the routine. That's the goal is to have scripture study and prayers at eight every morning before school.
0: I sometimes watch movies like cheap by the dozen. I don't know. It's the old one or no, yours, mine and ours where he's like a Navy guy and they combine families. So they have like 18 kids or something like that. I think it is 18 kids. Anyway, they have these, this huge family and they literally have like shower schedules and who's helping make the, the school lunches. And, I always imagine that and I kind of like secretly aspire for that kind of efficiency, right? Everybody knows what they're doing all the time. The reality is, at least at this age of our kid's life, you pay a high price for any of these things. It is, it is hard to implement these things because like the natural state of our house is just chaos, right? Like everybody doing their own thing and it's really hard to get them out of that. And so I think we've been pretty choiceful. I don't think that's a word, but people use it all the time. So we've been very choiceful with what we've chosen to implement as a routine. It is not a lot. And, and honestly, like we've tried some things and it drops off because it's just not important enough mm-hmm. or it's too hard. Um, <laughs> and so those things Alexis talked about, those are the things that where we feel like, you know, come hell or high water, we're going to do these things. But that may be it.
1: <laughs> and to help with that, So we have Googles all over the house. So we have an alarm go off at 730 that tells everybody time to get ready for school because our kids get up early and they're usually doing other things. So they know 730 is everything is off. No more playing, no more screens or whatever. This is the time that you get ready for school. You get dressed, you you eat breakfast and whatever so that you're ready at eight to do scripture study. So we have that alarm in place. Then just some other things that we do, we try to always eat family dinner together every night. And then we do the family fun night on Fridays that we've talked about in the past where Friday is usually a time for us to watch a movie or hang out together. Yep. And so that just makes it so that we're making sure we're putting the things that are important to us and our family, making sure those things are happening, making that a priority in the day to day.
0: Yep. All right, that was a lot. Hope you don't have a lot of stuff going on because this is a long podcast.
1: <laughs> it's like thirty minutes. <laughs>
0: Exhausting. I apologize. So schedule a date night. Sit down with your spouse and talk about balance and who needs what, who has too much of something, and and needs something else in their life. I think it's probably one of. Hopefully, it starts a conversation or a series of conversations with you and your significant other because it's ongoing because it's going to take readjustment and recalibration as kids change and as your needs change and as your companionships needs change. So start the conversation and start figuring it out, and then hopefully these tips help you figure out the logistics too. Amen. Thanks everyone for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Parenting IRL Podcast or find us on our website at parentinginreallife.com.
1: Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and if you like what you're hearing, make sure to tell a friend. That's the best way for people to find out about our podcast. And if you haven't already, give us a rating.
0: And a special thanks to our five kids for being kids.